change the message. Wow. I don't know whether you believe that or not, but if you don't, you, you're in bad shape. Bad shape. And you can get that fixed right here today. Hallelujah. Just as he promised. You're going to see him as he is. And there won't be no substitute either. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Be reading verses 1 through 8. Moreover, brethren, I declare, in other words, I announce openly unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which ye also have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain, worthless, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at one time, of whom the greater part remain unto this present but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would anoint your holy word all over and afresh again. I pray that you'd speak through me today, Lord, because what I have to say is not nearly worth what you would have to say through me. So I pray, Lord, that you would anoint my tongue, my lips, and that I would not hold back anything that needs to be said today. I pray that you'd bless the hearer today. I pray that as we leave here, we'll be a different person. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts now as only you can in every one of our own ways. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. These words are like the ocean. If you could put the ocean in a cup, could you imagine the wiggling and the wobbling that would be going on uh, within this cup? It's like volumes of books that's set up in a row, ready to be chosen one after another. It's like the midnight sky as it vanishes away and 
and the, the dawning meets with it. And it produces a brand new day. Such is the word of God. And Paul said, I declare unto you, I openly express to you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, of all the preaching in the world that I could ever do or anybody do, nothing is any greater than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? You can't do without it if you are a Christian First of all, if you were a Christian, you didn't do without it because you got saved because of the gospel. But if you are a Christian, you can't do without sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot of things that's important in this world, but none is more important than the word of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I just simply give the title of what the scripture says there, declaring uh, the gospel. Uh, when I think of declaring the gospel, why do we need to declare the, uh, the gospel? Because first of all, because the curse, the curse of sin. The Bible speaks about it in many ways about sin, what sin is and what it will do. But I say to you that sin is dangerous. It's nothing to be toyed around with. It's nothing to be played with because sin is not only uh, dangerous, but it can destroy a person. It can destroy a marriage. It can destroy a relationship. And let me tell you something else. Sin can destroy a church. It's football season. I don't have to tell you that. You can't turn the TV on without somebody wanting to kick a football. Radio. I mean, hey, it's okay. You love it, go for it. Um, but it's amazing to me. Uh, you, you watch some of the game. It don't take but one person on that football team out of place, off sides, out of bounds to penalize the entire team, right? The entire team. The same way with a church. It doesn't take but one individual so-called Christian to get out here in sin and do something to bring a mark against the church. How many of you listened, uh, heard Tony Evans this morning? Raise your hand if you did. Am I overlooking somebody? <laughs> Tony Evans said when he first was, when he was in seminary, one of his professors invited him to go to his church one Sunday. He said, Tony, you just got to come. I want you to come and be my guest. It was somewhere down in South Georgia. He said, when I walked in, I knew that I was in the wrong place. He said, people were looking, people were staring. He said, you know, when I left that service that day, outside there was commotion going on because a black man had showed up in their white church. He said, it started racism in that church. He said, I didn't know it, but the Sunday the preacher preached, he was preaching a trial sermon. He got word of all that was going on and he said, he called the chairman of the committee and said, sir, I want to tell you I have felt led of God to be there, but I feel led of God now not to come and be your pastor because I felt and I sensed racism in your church. I will not be coming. Time went on, way on. Tony became graduated. Tony became a pastor. And if you've listened to him, he is, he is a true man of God and preaches the word of God. 
He said, I got a call last week from the chairman of the deacons of that church. He said, I'm calling you, Brother Tony, first of all, to apologize for the way we treated you the Sunday you came with your professor. He said, the church has said, we are so sorry. He said, Tony, I want to tell you something. From the day you came until just a few weeks ago, our church has been going downhill ever since because of that one sin. He said, Brother Tony, I'm also calling you because the church wants you to come back and preach. He went on to say, hey, the life we live might come back later. He said, this come back is a blessing. Be sure your sins will find you out. Danger, sin will destroy. The Bible says sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Sin's horrible. Sin kills. And that curse that was started back there with with, uh, Adam and Eve is been is is still that curse today, that sin today. <clears throat> you know why we're sick? You know why we're dying? You know why we have cancer and all other manner of diseases? Sin. That's the reason. It came on because people, one man, one woman, got out of line, got off sides, disobeyed God, and it's brought about sin ever since. And you and I will live with it or without it or in it as long as we live. As a Christian, the only time we're going to be free of being uh, tankered with and hampered with and, and tempted by the devil is when we leave this world. That's the only time, y'all, we're going to be free of sin. It's a curse. Young people, let me tell you something. It's not anything to toy around with. The latest thing I've heard, and hey, it may be old hat, the latest thing I've heard is putting a belt around your neck and choking yourself to get, get a high. That one person died. What, we're 13 years old? I'm going to tell you when our boys was at home, I made it my business to know what went on in their room. I had access to their room anytime I wanted it. Now, if the door was shut, I knocked, and I had better hear, come on in. Because if I didn't, I'm going in, okay? I'm going in. They were, they were my boys. They were Lynn and my, my youngins. It was my right to go in there. Why? Because I furnished their groceries. I furnished their clothes. I furnished their transportation. I helped them get an education. It's my business. Are you listening, parents? Hey, don't take this threat deal. Well, if you, if you mess with me, I'll pack my stuff and leave. Well, there's a door, buddy. Don't let it hit you in the rear end. I had that to happen. Scared me to death. I said, you're not going to talk to your mama like that and live here. Well, I'll leave. I said, well, there you help yourself. Slamming stuff in his bag. I went on back in the bedroom. I heard him head down the hall, and I heard the back door shut. My heart sunk. Well, a little bit, I heard feet coming back down real easy. <laughs> Opened the bedroom door and went in there and shut it. You see, that, that wasn't a hate thing, y'all. It was a love thing. God says, I love you, but I don't like what you're doing. I will punish 
every son whom I love. Now, God loves us. If we've been saved, he loves us even more. Listen, he loves the sinner. He don't like the sin. I love the sinner, but I hate the sin. Listen, it's a curse that's been cast on humanity, and it'll be on us until Jesus comes. Declaring the gospel, not only the curse, but we see the Christ in that verse Verse 3, we see the Christ. He suffered for you and me. I can't imagine other than what the scripture says and, and having seen the different movies about the death and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, how horrible it was that he went through that for me and for you so we could have everlasting life. A simple thing for us. I had a man one time in a hospital, he said, is it hard to be saved? Man, no, it ain't hard to be saved. It's tough to live the saved life, but it is not hard to get on your knees and confess your sins and invite Jesus into your heart. But then living it, living it. You know, I, I did a little sports and I practiced and I practiced, but practice to me wasn't near as tough as when you got out on the line and you heard the gun shoot. It was competition then. It was all out or all nothing then. Now listen, when when Jesus hung on that cross, he, he uttered many words from that cross. And one of those words was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They don't even know who they're doing it to. And that one soldier under the cross, I'm satisfied the, Lord, the blood of Jesus was, was falling on him. And he said, truly, this must have been the Son of God, the Christ of the gospel. Listen, if it wasn't for Jesus, there'd be no gospel. In fact, the gospel, if you, if you look at the word gospel, God's only Son provided eternal life. It's a good way to keep up with it. God's only son provided eternal life. Now listen, not only the curse that brought all this about, and not only Christ, but it was Calvary. Calvary, verse three, there's a big, there's a little old bitty word there that's a harsh word, died. Died. You know, that's something every one of us, if Jesus don't soon come, every one of us in this room right now is going to die. Sooner or later, we're going to die. We're going to check out. Listen, if it's my turn today, don't, don't worry. Don't fear. Don't feel sorry. Hey, that's one more we ain't got to tolerate. Hey, I'll be with the Lord. And to me, as a Christian, it ought to be important to you. Yes, I miss my mama and my daddy and my uncles and aunts. And in fact, I got, still got one uncle and one aunt left. Wiley Smith, pray for him. He's 87, still thinks he can lay brick. And I wouldn't tell him thinks he can lay brick because he can. But he's having such knee problem, he goes to, to see what they're going to do about his knee. But it's amazing. It's amazing what God did. His only son. Some of you have lost your sons. You've lost your daughters. Well, so did Jesus. So did Jesus. He says, yeah, but he brought Jesus back to life again. Well, hey, your young'un's alive. 
He's alive. And if they were saved when they left this world and you're saved now, you're going to see them again. Thank goodness it's not eternal separation. The only way it's going to be eternal separation if they died lost or if you die lost. And you know, it's tough to convince a lost person. Listen, I've had the whole family be saved before except the husband. And he is so hard-hearted, he will not turn loose. You keep telling and say, hey, if you want to see your family again when this world's over, you need to get saved. If you don't get saved, you'll never, ever see them again. That's why Calvary was there. It's a place of the skull that they laid my Lord down on a wooden cross and drove nails into his hands and his feet. And that wasn't enough. They rammed a spear into his side. And the Bible says that blood and water came forth. Why? Because of God's love. Jesus paid your and my payment. It's a, it, declaring the gospel, it, the reason we have the gospel is a curse. And the reason we have the gospel is because of Jesus and the reason we can declare the gospel is because of Calvary. But there's also a compliment here in verse 4. It says, and he was buried and he rose again on the third day. And I love what that other part of that verse says, according to the scriptures. I'm thankful for the word of God. I, do, I wouldn't want to stand and try to preach without the word of God. I've wondered sometimes, you know, I go to a meeting and, um, you know, just out of going, you know, what if they call on you uh, to do something? Or say, well, Lord, hopefully, God, I've got enough in here in my heart that I can share the gospel with somebody. You know, see, that's important, that you have enough gospel in your heart and in your mind that if somebody needs Jesus, you can share the word with them without actually having a copy. The word will speak for itself. You don't have to argue about the word of God. It was a the, uh, the, the history that's contained in, in this book. Uh, some people say, well, the Old Testament's old, right? We got the new. We don't have to go by the old. Listen, the new backs up the old. The old backs up the new. Hey, the whole thing. You'll find Jesus on all of it and in all of it. From Genesis all the way to Revelation, the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood is a lifeline. The blood is what Jesus shed to pay for your sins and mine. It's a compliment. Well, not only the curse and Christ and Calvary, the compliment, but let me tell you, let me, let me share one more thing. Conclusion. The conclusion. And he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen above 500 brethren at one time. Why did he do this? Why did he do this? The conclusion, his life was about over in on this earth, okay, in bodily fashion. So he showed himself to many people, important people. I don't know who 500, and it doesn't matter. But out of that 500, there were people that, that saw him alive, saw him died, not dying, saw him buried, and now see him arose from the grave. Some of those people go and share the word of God and scatter the gospel. That's all the way down to you and me. It says some are even present, but some have fallen asleep, meaning they have died. 
But the conclusion is, just like the choir sang, we're going to see him as he is. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, it talks about all of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own wicked And God laid on Jesus the sins of us. And when he was there showing himself, the Bible says, while he yet spoke, while he yet spake, he was taken out of their sight. A cloud received him. The Bible says there were two men standing there. I don't know. I, I would take a... A guess, maybe Moses and Elijah, they were dressed in white clothes. Galileans were all around watching this sight, and they were staring toward heaven. And they says, you men of Galilee, why are you looking toward heaven? He's been taken out of your sight. This same Jesus, I love what it says. The word same means this, y'all. It's the baby that was born in a manger by a virgin. It's the baby that grew up and we pick up his life at 12 years old there in the temple. It's the same Jesus that walked upon this earth and and did all manner of good and healing. It's the same Jesus that went on a mockery of a trial for you and me. The same Jesus that shed his blood on the cross for you and me. The same Jesus that was buried and arose. This same Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. Why? To get the church. The church. Now, there's some beautiful buildings that we refer to as the church. But the buildings aren't going. (coughs) It's the people. People. That's who the church is. Paul and Silas placed in jail because they were preaching the gospel, declaring the gospel about the curse and about Christ and Calvary. It says at midnight, while they were praying and singing, an earthquake took place. That the jail cells were loosed and fell off their hinges and the chains fell off of the prisoners and the guard came rushing in and called for a light because He just knew that they were all gone. He was ready to take his life. And Paul said, hold it, stop, son. We're all here. He fell down and said, hey, I don't understand all this, but what do I need to do to be saved? Paul simply says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. That's all it takes this morning. If you're lost, You know if you're lost or not. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart, you know that. Why are you waiting? What what is the holdup? Listen, you realize that we are one step, one heartbeat away from going out into eternity with or with Jesus? If you're lost, I encourage you to come. If you're not as close to the Lord as as you want to be, the altar is open for you. If this is where God wants you to become a member, you know that. Some of you have been visiting here quite a while. You know if this is it or not. 
I just want you to do what the Lord wants you to do this morning. Because if you don't, then the devil's crowd will. Everybody in here this morning is going to make a decision. Every person in here, including me, we're going to make a decision. We're going to be drawn closer to the Lord. We're going to get more serious about the Lord and his work. Or we're not. We're all going to make a decision. I beg you this morning, obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch heart, touch lives. Lord, without you, I know I am nothing, but I know with you that I can do all things. And Lord, I'm counting on you. I thank you for your holy word this morning. I thank you for the opportunity to, to, to share your holy word. I thank you that your word speaks for itself. And Lord, I pray for all people in this room today. I pray that you would be with them in a special way. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to hearts the way they need to be spoken to. I pray for our children's church that's going on right now. That you would bless in there, in the nursery. I pray, Lord, that people who are passing by on the highway out here in front of our church building would feel and sense your presence as they pass by. Because, Lord, if you hadn't passed by, I'd still be lost. Lord, I thank you for the gift of salvation. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word today. In Jesus' name, amen.